Well, it's been a minute. Welcome to Tuned In Dialed Up, a podcast about podcasting. I'm Gavin, joined by more people than usual. <laughs> First up, the imitable Will Williams. How are Hello. you, Will? Oh, you know, I'm doing. I am doing. Uh, it is good to no longer be in 2020, which I know doesn't have any real... It, I know that time is fake. However, also... Happy to be here in not 2020. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to be evil and make you pass the inter- the interruptions. Yeah, well, that's what we're doing. The introduction's down. Why don't you do the next person? <laughs> yeah, Ellie. Hello. Welcome. Alana Fernandez-Collins. How are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm as someone very intelligent said recently, I'm doing. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm really excited to uh, talk about... Uh, podcast acquisitions and sales today with our final guest, uh, Evo Terra. I was told there'd be cake. Is there cake here? I mean, <laughs> let me get Instacart out. Awesome. Hang on. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Happy, I'll start uh, walking it over to you. <laughs> welcome to 21. It's the first year we can start not using the first two. Oh, yeah. Let a numbers again, right? Now, well, we can talk about the 20s. Yes. That we are oh, in yeah. there. So now oh we can God. just say, you know, apostrophe 21. 21. Bold. I Except like it. Except now, whenever whenever someone says 2017 is four years ago now, it breaks me <laughs> on a fundamental <laughs> level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, I think let's introduce our topic because we're going to have a lot to talk about here. <laughs> a lot, but also I think less than people might suspect. So... What we are talking today, um, as sort of prompted and requested by a dear sweet friend of the pod, Jordan Cobb, we're going to be talking about the purchases and sales and acquisitions of different businesses within the podcast landscape. I think that this conversation, I could be wrong, was this conversation started by me just tweeting about how thinking about Panoply made me sad? <laughs> No, that was it was a different tweet. It was it was okay. in response to the quote tweet about the Verge article about Amazon buying Wondery. Oh God, yes. Okay, okay, yes. <laughs> in fact, I believe that was the entirety of your tweet. Oh God. <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> Feels about right. Incredibly on brand. Phenomenal. Um, so we, I mean, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, what we're gonna do first is just, I think, go through a timeline of some of the major acquisitions and sales. Just do it really quickly and then we can talk about some of the some of the major moves that people have probably like even if you're not wildly informed about business industry stuff, you've probably heard about some of them. And then I think we've got some ruminations on what all of this like quote unquote means. Yes. Yes. A brief note to stop the tweets. <laughs> The oh god was Jordan's response. Will you share the wondery thing and then said lol with uh, what looks to be eight periods afterwards? Also on brand. <laughs> uh, Ellie, you have uh, you've done some beautiful research <laughs> and data collection here. It's intimidating how fast this data was assembled into one document. Wild, truly wild to watch, literally in real time. <laughs> Um, so first off, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and second off, could you, I think, just go through this list um, in brief, and then I think we can kind of go back to the things that we're going to put 
pins in for further discussion. Yeah, sounds good. Perfect. Back in 2008, Amazon bought Audible, which if you don't remember that Audible at some point was not part of Amazon, now is the time to remember it. Um, Because Amazon bought Audible for $300 million, and that number, um, I think, is salient. Um, iHeart, throughout this timeline, kind of does its own thing and acquires random stuff here and there, uh, including, by the way, Stuff Media um, in 2018 for about $55 million. And then we have the big one where Spotify buys Gimlet and Anchor um, in February 2019. We don't have specific consistent numbers for that uh, buy, but Spotify says that they are they were spending up to $500 million, um, in podcast acquisitions. iHeart buys a very little-known um, Greek uh, audio playout platform called Radio Jar. Um, at around this time in March of 2019, Panoply um, lays off their content production and rebrands to Megaphone. So if you didn't remember that Megaphone is Panoply, now is the time to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> also worth noting, like, literally overnight. Yeah, literally overnight. Uh, Incredibly yeah. effective rebrand because yeah. my brain yeah. did not connect the two. And I was kind of paying <laughs> attention to the news at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, shortly after this, Spotify does its next major buy for Parcast. Um, again, no consistent number. It's part of that $500 million in late March of 2019. Um, and then in 2020, uh, Sirius XM buys Simplecast in June. At some point in 2020, Apple buys Scout FM, um, which allows people to play podcasts like they are a radio station. Um, it was revealed in September, but it was bought at some point uh, in 2020. The New York Times buys Serial Productions in July. Um, iHeart buys VoxNest in October, and Spotify buys Megaphone, if you might remember, um, in November. <laughs> Wait uh, a minute. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Spotify buys Megaphone in November for about $235 million. Um, and then Amazon buys Wondery, officially, uh, in December of last year um, for about $300 million. Whew. I like how those numbers didn't change from 2008 to 2020. Um, so much for the future yeah. value of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie, yep. you got you to go down into your second page and read off the one that's totally <laughs> oh, that's right. not pointless and will pointless. be a waste of time. <laughs> uh, and then finally, because I like to laugh, uh, Twitter buys Breaker and Squad. Breaker is a podcast app player they bought for $200 million. They are, by the way, shutting down the app, and this is much less likely uh, Twitter moving into the podcast sphere and instead using Breaker and Squad's tech in order to compete against Clubhouse, which if you don't know what that is, it is a... Uh, voice chat room that you hang out in and you talk about specific topics. I just I I I, I gained so much mirth from this purchase because they tried to do voice tweets and then only rolled it out on iPhones and it's been I think over a year that Android hasn't gotten the voice tweet thing, which mm-hmm. makes me think they are broken in some way and Twitter can't figure out how to fix it. So they've just pulled a uh, periscope and just bought someone else's thing that works. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As um, as as the lovely uh, grammar girl, um, you know, Fogarty pointed out to me um, on Twitter. Um, Twitter started life as a podcasting uh, yes. company. Yo, uh, what? Yo, yeah. <laughs> Wait. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
unpack that for me. I have no knowledge of this. And I don't know how to process it. <laughs> so uh, Twitter started life as um, a company called Odeo. It was a San Francisco-based podcasting company. That then re- they released Twitter without any of the um, vowels. T W T T R. Oh yeah. my! All oh, this hurts to look at. Whoa! Um, it was a side project, right? So they had a podcasting platform, and then they had this free application that allowed users to share like stat- very short status updates with friends by sending a text message, okay, to a number. Right, this is where microblogging, right, started. Oh, my God. Hi, this is useless, but I'm on History.com reading the thing about Twitter (laughs) to to make sure there's everything's, like, dates-wise matches Uh up. Jack was the first ever tweet, and his tweet was, just setting up my Twitter, no no vowels. (laughs) Jack, you just, it, from the jump, Jack. From the jump. Anyway, let's talk about the real info. <laughs> the real stuff. So I, I thought that would be a nice, uh, fun, extra tidbit for everybody that Twitter started life as a podcasting platform, and now they're buying a podcasting app <laughs> to fix the well, it started as a side project. Look, I'm just going to show my age as the oldest person on here, but I had an Odeo account. Oh, my God. I yes. remember. I remember Odeo. I had no connection between the two in my brain that's yep. wild oh um, a good app name too like that it is eva what was yeah. it like um you know i remember this was way early in the days yeah, right? yeah. podcasting <laughs> podcasting predates twitter so yes. audio was out there this was in the time before um our friends at apple had even released uh, itunes 4.7 which pretty much changed the game and knocked every other app out of the play, place mark mm-hmm. so it it was like everything, we didn't know how to use it. Not all that's different today, nonetheless. But yeah, it was just a matter of how do you use these new things that are coming up. Uh, still plenty of VC money is pouring in after the post-9-11 collapse when there was a lot of new money coming into the market. Mm-hmm. It was just the wild insanity of let's see if this thing works. And sure, why not leave a voicemail to send a text to your friends with an audio attachment or whatever the heck that it did? <laughs> that seemed perfectly logical uh, back then. But yeah, yeah, it, it, it didn't have any legs. And obviously, uh, Twitter, with all of the appropriate voweling, did. <laughs> you know, it's it's wild to hear about that because it really feels like it's been so long and yet nothing has changed. <laughs> well, something Odeo ran on Flash, so a little oh, bit changed. A little bit's changed. <laughs> oh, but like, okay. I mean, the the sort of like massive VC money coming in to do a Buckwild thing that seemed totally normal at the time, but was actually nothing, and also like you could try to predict what would come of these things, but. Yeah. But I don't think uh, you would have been able to draw a clear line from there to here. No, that's why you just had to bet on all of them. If, yep. if, you were, if you're a yep. VC, you bet on all of them with money. But if you're yeah. just regular people, you bet on them by opening account, because why not? And those that stuck around are, are still with us, and those that don't, you know, I, I don't yeah. know my login to Odeo any longer. So no big deal. Right. So, sometimes you strike gold, and sometimes you get the username podcasts on Byte. <laughs> Remember Byte? <laughs> oh I my have God. the app podcasts <gasps> on Byte. Oh, that Byte. paid off. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. 
And I noticed uh, also as we were going through this list of mm-hmm. the uh, acquisitions that are here, there's we started in 2008, uh-huh. even though podcasting started in 2004. Four, and then the yeah. next one was in 2018. So there's a 10-year gap inside of there. So we're skipping the whole pod show, shit show, mm-hmm. and everything else that wrapped around that stuff, which yeah. is fine. I don't want to talk about any of that stuff. That mm-hmm. was the olden days. Let's let's stay in the in the today <laughs> yeah. times. Sounds yeah, like that's why I skipped it. Me. The only reason that I put 2008 there is because we saw Amazon do another buy recently. Yeah. Good um, and because this purchase of Audible was huge. Yeah. And I think has like continued to really shape the landscape whether that's um you know things now with like audible originals that we're getting or even just audible's ability to advertise on podcasts you know like because they have the marketing budget with amazon money um yeah let's let's talk about amazon buying audible i think that we kind of have to start there sure um, Evo, do you remember, I was very much not, like, industry-informed at this time. Do you remember when this happened? Oh, yeah, I was I was deeply into things because it was 2008. Mm-hmm. I was in the middle of running a, a company, and if you didn't hear the air quotes, they were there, <laughs> running a company <laughs> that was allowing authors, underpublished authors, as I like to call them, um, underpublished authors to release their self-narrated audiobooks as a podcast. It was called podiobooks.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the one I was thinking about just now. Yeah, so that was, was mine. And oh, we right. we did that. way. We started that in 2005 and had started working. You know, a lot of our authors wanted to get over onto Audible. And we had an agreement with Audible that would allow some of our content to be listed over there for sale. We'd strip out the podcasty bits and just make an audiobook. Because that's really what they were doing is making an audiobook. Right. So when Amazon made the big acquisition of Audible, it was like, wow, this is a big deal. Because getting mm-hmm. on Audible mm-hmm. prior to 2008 when Amazon bought them was a nightmare. It was nearly impossible to get a book on Audible, and books on Audible cost like $119. Whoa. I'm sorry. Yeah. What? And and at the time, you know, because the the option of Audible was you could just buy an audio book for your car, and here's the 16 CDs that you need to listen to audiobooks. Really, long-haul truckers were the only ones listening to audiobooks, primarily because they could do that. But so, er, yeah, and so then Audible comes along, and now we've got an app, and we've had an Amazon buys it, put all the marketing dollars behind it. But more importantly, they put in the, um, I've already forgotten the name of the service, the, the, the service that allows anybody to make their own audiobook. Mm, now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can go straight to audiobook and or straight straight to Amazon, and now you can create it through that own their platform, which is smart, which which helped out a whole whole lot of things. It also basically shut down the need for podiobooks.com pretty quickly because now if you're going to go through all of that effort to self narrate your own audiobook, why not try to sell it as opposed to just give it away for free and hope yeah. somebody might come along and buy your other copy? So we existed in parallel for a while, but ultimately we we'll turned around and, and shut it down. But yeah, that was a, that was a very big game changer when Amazon bought the Audible. Yeah. Yeah, Amazon's Amazon's moves into self-publication both in audio and in like in books, I think has been fascinating. Like I think it's helped both destigmatize self-publication and also like mm-hmm. newly re-stigmatize it in other ways. Sure. Oh yeah, Kindle Kindle Direct Publishing yeah. changed the game. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
yeah, and then basically, like you said, between 2008 and, and 2018, there's just, like, a lot of weird little movements. Um, I, I guess the next one to talk about is I Heart Buying Stuff Media, I guess? The, the only reason that I dropped iHeart into this table is because iHeart Radio, first of all, has gone through a ton of rebranding. Yes. Um, yeah. If you want to talk about rebrands, right? Um, iHeart used to be Cox, uh, so, you know, and used to be other stuff. And uh, they rebranded Kitchen Sisters straight into mm. a cooking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you We're know, never it's, letting that go, iHeart. I, it's cheap of me to do it, gonna Don't do care. it. It's. It will never be anything other than the funniest joke in podcasting. Yeah, I'm sorry. Absolutely. It's hilarious. Yeah. It is absolutely hysterical. Well, the only reason that I dropped iHeart here um, is because iHeart has been consistently buying smaller companies for smaller amounts of money, but doing it a lot. Um, yes. Right? So in this in this two-year period that I have in the timeline, iHeart bought three different companies. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't get numbers for two of them, but I assume that they are somewhere also in the um, 50 to $100 million range, right? Smaller mm-hmm. than the buys that Spotify um, is doing. Yeah, and those, those three companies being Stuff Media, Simplecast, and nope. Boxnest. No, nope. Radio Jar. Radio Jar, yes. Yeah, and Boxnest. Um, yeah. Yeah, iHeart's entry into the space is an interesting one. You know, we had Amazon we just talked about, which is publishing, mm-hmm. buying, and buying their way into podcasting, which they're doing right now. But iHeart is big radio. Yeah, yep. and I heard is the definition of big radio. You're totally right. Yeah, they're yeah. they're they're you know they're they're right up there. And the funny thing is that you radio has an immediate play into podcasting, as we all know, mm-hmm. right? When mm-hmm. people are talking into microphones, but instead of pushing out their signals over a stick in the mountain, we push that over the internet. <laughs> uh-huh. So <laughs> it, it, there, there's an obvious parallel there. But but iHeart has been, and, and, and I'm not a radio futurologist, but I can mm-hmm. talk for a moment and say that you know iHeart has been working so hard to try to save radio yes that absolutely. they kind of lose sight i think of the larger opportunity of look people just want good audio content and they want to deliver it to them through whatever technology so their their acquisitions are, are are what they are and to me it's it's iheart is a player in podcasting i always recommend to the clients that i work with that they do list their hey we're on iheart for one reason and one reason only every iheart radio station across the world well at least across the country that is and that's that's a good portion of american radio stations Mm -hmm. their remnant advertising drives traffic to iheart and talks Mm -hmm. about you can use the iheart app to listen to our radio shows you can listen you can listen to everything we do on the iheart app so there's all this free advertising so when somebody goes to a website of a new podcast especially for my business clients who aren't really into the podcasting space they may not know what the amazon or what the apple podcast logo looks like but they probably recognize iheart if in Mm -hmm. fact they've heard that over and over again so they can click and that's how they get their content it's important for that reason and in my opinion that reason only yeah that's a damn good tip evo yeah that is a really good that's a really good insight i i have a t- tendency of uh writing off iheart completely always forever whenever i can <laughs> um the so jokes are is, fun so this is a, a very good reminder that like they are important <laughs> a- alas alas yeah yeah they're not going anywhere yeah, yeah. Um, going and anywhere. i also think that like because of iHeart being so important in radio and, you know, like you said, we have that clear crossover, iHeart is interesting in how it has a f- 
affected kind of the cultural divide between podcast and broadcast, uh, in my opinion. Like, radio folks, I think probably, honestly, probably until iHeart bought Stuff Media and got more into the space, like, radio folks really had a tendency of looking down on podcasting as an industry. Um, And that's still kind of there today. But I think you know, a oh, radio. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. <laughs> sorry. You continue your thought and then I will. Yes, please. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I heart getting into the space solidified like, yeah, these two things are symbiotic and acting as though they aren't is foolish. Like, now we have industry money proof other than just like NPR. Mm hmm. And the the if if any of if anyone listening is thinking oh well that's that's not true anymore right radio doesn't look down on podcasting anymore it absolutely is true if you've looked at the the caliphate coverage um, yeah yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> yes yes what? caliphate how coverage. dare you evoke that here today <laughs> I'm I'm gonna do it <laughs> I will do it anytime anyone lets me so that I can talk about what an asshole Andy Mills is yes. Um, but but specifically, right in that the the things that um, uh, hang on, sorry, like off. Uh, You're good. Banquet, back backwit, Dean, hmm? Dean backwit, Dean banquet. I don't name Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. <laughs> yeah, Dean Dean backwit, backway, backway, backway. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. He's the the executive editor of, of the New York Times. Yes. Um. Yes. So when when um Dean Bakwe was interviewed, um, he said right that oh like podcasting like isn't as rigorous basically, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> like we didn't we didn't fact check Caliphate, uh, something yeah. that was huge. And also very intense and also et cetera, et cetera. We didn't fact check that really like we would for a written article or mm-hmm. for something on the radio. Because Oopsies. it's just podcasting. Oopsies. It's just podcasting, guys. Yeah. yeah. So like this is and this is like a trend that I think is important to to point out that it still exists because it affects all of these things. It affects who buys what and it affects how we approach um uh the podcasting buys and why they are buying these things. So yeah, bro- broadcast always looks their nose down at narrowcasting, whatever yep. you want to call it. Podcasting, yep. anything you, you pick it. They always do, mm-hmm. even when even when the numbers far exceed. Like, yes. I <laughs> happen to know uh, a person who used to work at one of the local news station affiliates. I'm not going to say which one, but it's mm-hmm. one of the big networks. And he came in as quasi-digital director, if you will had the entire station doing live feeds out to Yahoo, not Yahoo, uh, YouTube, YouTube video live mm. through that station all the time. Mm-hmm. And they were regularly racking up 12 to 15 million views Whoa. of that Jesus. YouTube channel. Now, we do not have 12 to 15 million people that that stick on the mountain can reach in the greater Metro Phoenix area. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it was far and above bigger than that didn't matter didn't matter at all station management didn't care about it the larger network owners in new york city didn't care about it they only cared about book numbers that they get from that stick on the mountain 
Yeah, I, so I did like piddly college radio at my, my undergrad university and my professor there, uh, sort of thinks of himself as like big radio man, very fancy man. Uh, and I once brought up podcasts, um, in one of our meetings for the radio station about how we should probably be taking our broadcasts, recording them because we're already on mic and distributing them as podcasts. And, mm-hmm. uh, he did not like that. Um, I know. and You're I telling thought... me captain of the airwaves wasn't receptive to that. <laughs> I got yelled at very loudly in front of a group of, like, 50 of my peers. It was not great. I did not have a good time. Well, Will, your experience is the same I've experienced at other radio stations. And, exactly, and exactly. If if you go into any any radio station in probably anywhere, but, you know, like let's just take some of the smaller, you know, Phoenix is a, is a second-tier market, and you mm-hmm. go to some of the, the, the stations here that aren't necessarily the, the, the top, the one top two maybe something like that most of the time they've got three or four booths that are empty the vast majority of the time because oh, they're just running syndicated content from some other place right uh-huh. so they've got they've, they've invested significant amount of dollars in the equipment that for a large part of the day i'm not even talking overnights a large part of the day sits empty i've been asked to go in and speak with agency or uh, station owners and station managers to talk about ways they can repurpose their content, repurpose their studios. Mm-hmm. And I have the same conversation every time and they all go, wow, that's really a great idea. And none of them do anything. And none of them <laughs> no. do anything. No, yep. yeah, they just start like, yeah, that's great. Why that's don't cool. they just rent them out? When's lunch? Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's right there. You go from no money to some money. Yeah, <laughs> Amazing. Right? No, oy, 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 oy. Okay, we could talk about about radio and podcasting all day. Yeah. So let's... Yes. Moving Let's on. move forward. I think that the next one we got to talk about is uh, Spotify buying Gimlet and Anchor. And this was... We can probably fold Gimlet, Anchor, and Parcast together. Yeah, yes. I mean, it, it felt know, like they all happened a, at the same time, apart, basically. So. Yes. I'm going to move this in the dock real quick just for purposes of brain. I cannot. I lied. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the reason this one sticks out to me is... And, and definitely, like, this is all sort of, like, gut instinct um, versus doing any, like, data or, like, yeah, yeah. you know, capital J journalism. Uh, by 2019, I think it had become clear that podcasting was here to stay. Like, I think that people forget how long we fought against people saying that podcasting was a fad. And by 2019... We're at the point where people have forgotten that people were saying that. So podcasters are starting to actually pay attention to the industry. And they weren't around for that 2008 to 2018, you know, little acquisitions back and forth. They probably weren't around for even the iHeart acquisition back in 2018. So it seems like this is the first time indie podcasters we're really paying attention to movement in the industry. And when Spotify made these big purchases, at least on Twitter and in Facebook groups, people flipped their shit. Yes. Uh, everyone was in crisis mode, which for me, on one hand, I was like, yeah, like, this is a lot of money, and I think that this is a big deal. It's getting 
it's getting written up in like mainstream journalism spheres like not even just tech journalism like it's being written up like normal news but it was also very strange to me because i was like yeah man <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah this is this is how this is this is how capitalism works yeah it's break it to you <laughs> Like you can you can either be freaked out or you know when Apple and Spotify squared up in the cafeteria you can have fun and stand by chanting fight fight like I, yeah and it's so weird because like I I feel like if you were paying attention much to the industry before this you would know that Gimlet Parkcast and especially Anchor mm-hmm. were all trying really hard to get bought up Anchor mm-hmm. was built yeah. to be purchased Anchor like, Anchor was like the dog with like standing on its hind legs doing tricks while holding its bowl in its mouth like you, you gotta give it to Gimlet though I mean they had the balls to outright be like yeah we were not financially solving yeah. it all we were so fucked if they didn't buy us yeah yep. and Spotify if you were paying attention to the, the space at this point Spotify was making really big aggressive moves into the podcast space they they declared what they were doing you know like yeah I mean they declared how much money they were gonna spend Exactly. There, so there, for me, none of this was a surprise. The only thing, like Gavin was saying, that's even a little bit surprising, at least to me, is that it was Gimlet and not Apple, um, ultimately. Which I still, like, am not shocked by it. It was just kind of like a, oh, huh. <laughs> Shout out to all the unions that have gotten formalized under Spotify, by the way. Yes. yes. Uh, you yeah, go. that's very true. The thing I remember about Spotify also is Spotify is 200 million monthly active users 200 yes. million That's monthly so active users and they people. do not make a profit yes uh evo can you also okay so there is <laughs> there is a thing that i feel like especially a lot of like podcasters from like the pre the pre big network era or like i guess like the pre spotify era we'll say um and also like really tech involved podcasters every time spotify is brought up people panic about rss feeds um (laughs) can you explain this because every time people bring it up i'm like i get this however also could you be a little quieter (laughs) (laughs) so the, the the primary thing that i think a lot of and um, more seasoned podcasters, let's mm-hmm, call mm-hmm, us, mm-hmm. who've been around for 16 years, good God. Uh, the the RSS feed is great because the RSS feed enables our podcast's content to be placed anywhere that will ingest an RSS feed. Mm-hmm. A, evidence number A. Point number B is <laughs> if you take away the RSS feed, then that podcast can no longer be distributed everywhere. And And while that is true... That doesn't necessarily mean that that's the only way podcasts get distributed. Because as we mentioned at the top of the show, it's now 2021. It's not 2004. We yes. don't only have this RSS, this version of XML that can do, can take care of the syndication. Syndication can happen, and syndication does happen without RSS feeds involved. However, so it's, it's more of a proxy than anything else. It's, oh no, the RSS feed is going away, therefore podcasting will no longer be open and free, which basically ruins everything that we were out doing today. Yes. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And it, it feels like, so it feels like this... This big Spotify acquisition was the first point of panic, not just for, like, newer indie podcasters, but also for seasoned podcasters. It felt like everybody was paying attention to it. 
Um, and I think, so I will, we'll circle back to this, but I think that this also is maybe the biggest moment in my eyes for our takeaways on observing the news as it happens. I, I want to point something else out, actually, please, um, please. on the note of like RSS feeds and, and how podcasts are syndicated, distributed, what have you. Um, the word podcast uh, has taken on a much looser meaning. I'm sorry, I'm getting into this. I, I'm doing it, but I'm going to do it, it in a way that makes sense because uh, Evo mentioned earlier, you know, uh, the radio, his radio colleague who uh, put out the station on YouTube. There are tons of extremely popular podcasts that are on YouTube, that are on Instagram. The biggest use... one yeah. in the world yep. is primarily a YouTube show. Yes. Fucking yep. the JRE, and, what, like a lot of YouTube traction. We yep. actually got to talk about the fact that Spotify didn't just buy Gamla Anchor and Podcast. Spotify mm-hmm. also bought the Joe Rogan podcast. The Joe like, Rogan podcast. And and so it is being only distributed on Spotify, and this was also a huge deal to people. People really freaked out about this one. I think it's also worth noting, they have put God knows how much money into pushing Rogan, because mm-hmm. I can't get the fuck away from his face on YouTube. So many Rogan yeah. ads play before videos I watch. Yes. And those yeah. of you who know me know I have extremely eclectic YouTube taste, so like... They're throwing those at demographics that make no sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, it's 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 a case of understanding that this this freaking out about this uh, walled garden concept mm-hmm. um, is, I think, needs to be a little quieter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I th- I think that's the biggest concern when you really. Right. When they, when they, and I'll use they in the as a collective for all the people who are freaking out about RSS feeds going away, and the old podcasters who are techie going, ah, things yeah. are you're mo- you're moving my cheese. <laughs> this was their fears realized. Yes, yes, absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. This was it. Now this this thing, Spotify, who most podcasters had completely ignored Spotify for the longest time because they didn't have podcasts on it, they didn't see mm-hmm. a an app. That is that people listen to to the tune of 200 million people a month listen to might want podcasts, which makes perfect sense, obviously. But it was totally ignored. Yeah, it comes along and it's not only buying content, but it's starting to lock up content. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's mm-hmm. making it to where if you do not have that app, you're not going to listen to it. And that breaks the free and open nature of podcasting, which I think is a very valid concern. Like, I, I, I think that that's I guess we should probably say, like. As much as I'm shrugging a lot of this off, I also don't like this. <laughs> like, uh, I I am not a huge fan of like these huge mega corporations like owning these things. Uh, I I think if you have ever spoken to me, um, you know that I am I'm two jumps away from uh, tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist about every corporation in the world. Um, I think many would argue I am several steps past that. Yeah. Uh, And I do think that there's a lot to be said about, like, the the very sort of uh, punk rock energy that early podcasting had to it when there weren't all these companies with big money. And I, I I think that it increasingly does make podcasting 
a little bit less not accessible. That's not what I mean. Um, I I think I see what you're getting at, actually. Are you talking about, like... Attractive to that mentality? Kind of, yeah, yeah. Ellie, not just attractive, it. but also, like, are you ta- you're talking about gatekeeping. Yes, thank you. Yes. yes. Like, like you're people talking don't about see it as much of a possibility for them. Right, and the, the bar, right, as it is, the, yes. the bar for standards, whatever you want to call them, keeps getting raised because of all of these companies that are buying and uplifting uh, primarily white male voices Joe Rogan. in in podcasting, right? Let's yep. look at Joe Rogan, right? Like we just mentioned. Yeah. Um, and who are uplifting and buying um, places that also do that work, that, that also do, like, those are the voices that they promote the most. Gimlet, Parcast. Etc. Yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> there's nuance to it all, right? Like, right. Um, God nuance? forbid that we talk about what? nuance. Well, I, I keep coming back to the idea that, like, you know, anyone can make a podcast, punk rocker stuff. Like, My Year in Mensa, right? That's yeah. an anchor show. Like, Loftus made Mensa. that solo with no, I mean, it was her, she just made the show and that was it. She threw it up. And it was a critical darling, and people like Will and I and Ellie just were yelling about this is an amazing show, and it got on list and everything. But she also has a wildly successful movie show with the Bechdel cast on iHeart. On iHeart, yep. So iHeart was willing to give her the money to make Lolita, mm-hmm. and the Lolita podcast is one of the better things made lately. <laughs> yeah, it's it's incredible. So there's like it, like the gatekeeping's there, and that I sincerely doubt she could have walked up to John iHeart Radio's office out of nowhere and been like, "Can I please have money to make an incredibly risky and uncomfortable show about one of the most controversial books ever?" And John it would have worked. Radio. Yeah, and Sorry. it worked. You know, iHeart is also doing a podcast right now about the Portland protests. Yes. Which, I tried listening to it, and I wanted to launch myself through the window, so it's fine. Thank you. They also okay. run ads for yeah. wildly disparate things. Yes. Like, no. okay, it, I, it's, it's bananas. I do want to talk about something uh, in regards to iHeart and Jamie Loftus and all of these things, because I have gotten more into her work, and there's a thing... Now, this is totally self-serving, but it's also uh, <laughs> totally self-deprecating. Self-serving on Tuned In Dialed Up? <laughs> There is a thing that has been plaguing me. When we talked about My Year in Mensa, yes. I am fairly certain, because we talked about how, like, yes, it's an anchor show, like, it's not mixed perfectly. No. I was not aware of Jamie Loftus's other work, really. Like, I was aware vaguely of the Bechtel cast. Um, I am pretty sure I said something to the effect of, like, you know, I think it's clear that she hasn't done a ton of work in this kind of audio before. Kind of like um, one way to get a bison emoji, where with that guy, that was his first like production. Yes, yes. Effort. Um, this is hilariously wrong. She literally, <laughs> first off, not only uh, not only is the has the Bechdel cast been going on for much longer than I realized, much more solidly than I realized, she has a degree. Uh, in audio journalism. So just want to say a, a big ol' fuck you to past Will uh, for being uppity about some 
minor mixing issues. My God. I, okay. I let, <laughs> let me give you a little bit of credit because I just re-listened to my year in Mensa before starting the Lita podcast. They're those are jarring edits. Okay, thank you. Like odd, you can do you can fix that in Audacity. Like it's not. <laughs> Yes. Okay. The things that you were noticing were there. I'm gonna reel us back in real quick, just because again, uh, like, like broadcast and podcast and and uh, everything else, I could talk about Jamie Loftus's work yeah. uh, forever now because it's the only thing that has gotten me through 2020. <laughs> um, so the the thing about so we just we've been talking about what Amazon's been buying, right, or has bought, and Spotify. I, I mean, I know it's human to want to find patterns and things, but it, I think it's worth also noting that we've been, you know, we, we've established what Spotify has. Amazon has effectively done that as, I mean, it, over a huge timescale, right, with Audible and shit. But yeah. now that Audible is getting back into the podcasting game and in some ways kind of pretending like they weren't there before. Um, <laughs> what a What a nightmare that's been. Now they've got... A fiction house with Audible. Um, mm -hmm. They've got an ad-serving platform, maybe possibly Rumors, uh -huh. with Art19. Like, Amazon and Spotify now have all this, like, tech and production ability that Apple yeah, I was not just, really have. I was just looking through this list, and Apple has only acquired, uh, at least uh, in our doc, etc., um, Scout FM... Um, that was the only thing that I could find that was yeah. a recent purchase that that related directly to podcasting. So Apple, of course, yeah. does a ton of stuff, and so Apple has, has bought several companies. Like we um, know, we know because someone leaked it that they're working on in-house stuff. Right. Exactly. But does Apple have a dynamic ad engine? that we don't know about. You know what I mean? Like dynamic advertising is a huge deal. Yeah, they bought something for VR. They bought. Um, one sec. What's the other name of that place? They also, no. I think it is worth noting that, um, they lost good boy Steve Wilson, um, who they went did. over to Q Code. Yep. And who is a nice man. <laughs> I can also sit here and say that stuff, but it's also Apple. They have more money than four gods. So it's <laughs> like... <laughs> no, that's, that's okay, definitely worth noting. I mean, uh, Apple, Apple rakes in the cash you know every yeah. second of the day they yeah. make as much exactly. money as as spotify loses every month so it's yeah. uh it's Here a pretty it is. good deal and they, and will you just brought up um i think you brought up steve's departure yes long time apple employee uh, yeah. runner of lots of different things inside of the podcasting ecosystem yes but don't forget also last year while apple everybody else is going on buying sprees for products and companies apple went on a human resources buying spree. Yes, that's correct. And picked up a lot of people. You know, I can remember at the beginning of last year, prior to the pandemic, sitting down at a table and looking over and seeing Steve and like 10 other bearded gentlemen uh, <laughs> around him. And that's suddenly, God. that's the Apple team. It used to be Steve. Yeah. yeah Steve no, was the Apple team that went Steve to these places and now suddenly 10 power brokers are showing up. So You're so right, Evo. Thank you. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. Now, what have they done with that? Nothing. Uh, yeah, not much. Well, nothing that we've seen. Yeah, that's that's the thing, right? Like when someone's, it's you know, like with writers, like when someone's busy, you don't hear about it. It's after the fact that right. things start. Especially in the case of Apple, since like the Scout FM deal was not announced when they bought Scout FM, it was announced months sure. after they had bought it. Right, <laughs> and right. like it's worth noting, the only reason we know Apple's sort of towing 
Apple exclusive podcast is because the info got out that they didn't want it. It wasn't released officially. They had to be like, yeah, we're, (laughs) you might've heard. (laughs) Yeah. And also just to the note of like the other stuff that Apple bought in 2020, they bought a payments company, a weather app, um, virtual reality content broadcasting company. Um, three different artificial intelligence companies and um, <laughs> a device management and VR software startup. Wild. Yep. I mean, we'll see if anything happens. With any of this. So there's a lot of stuff happening at Apple. Um, yeah. So I think, okay, while I would love to talk about Panoply because, again, it just makes me very sad and I think it's very interesting. Yeah. I think that uh, we should maybe... We should maybe just slate that for a future episode. And I think uh, we have talked for quite some time. Uh, I think that we should now talk about, like, what does this all mean? I think yeah. that most people who listen to Tuned and Dialed Up are, like, at least to my knowledge, I think that they're largely, like, people who want to be more aware of the podcast industry but don't really know where to start and don't really know what it means. And it can all feel really intimidating, So coming from that perspective, I think that our first biggest takeaway that we should tackle here is this stuff happens all the time. It's been happening for as long as podcasts have been around almost. And it's normal and it is going to keep happening. And unless we start seeing any evidence, I think it's very unlikely that any of these acquisitions will materially affect most podcasters in any way. Yeah, I'd co-sign that. I think I think you're right on on spot with that for, for two reasons. I've heard a few other podcasting pundits out there saying there's probably not an, any other big deals to be made. Well, mm-hmm. you didn't, it doesn't take going back but a century saying, well, there's nothing else to be invented. <laughs> right, right. So, I, yeah. And, like, did you predict Spotify coming to this space? No, I didn't think so. So I don't, I don't right. really hold a lot of water that there. this is the way that things will continue to work. There will be deals. There will be new players. There will be, yes, that's, that's just life. But as you've also correctly stated, the regular, everyday podcaster, whether they're doing it for fun whether they're making some money or making a good living at it, but the regular everyday podcaster has very little to worry about. Podcasting as we know it has changed. I, I know firsthand how much it's changed, but it changes <laughs> in, a, in a subtle way that everybody just goes that particular direction. So that, that'll yeah. continue. I don't see any weird need for punctuated evolution or sort of crazy stuff like that. It's, it's just going to keep going on. So we're fine. None of this means podcasting is doomed yes yeah i i think a lot about um you know these big these big spotify acquisitions and i think about a comment that i saw in a facebook group around this time um where a podcaster was very worried that their podcast which is made using anchor would now only be able to be heard on spotify yeah yeah and i you know i had to explain like this is like you are going to be okay like that is that is not how these things work it's just that now those things are connected in a way that really will not affect anybody but the people working at spotify and anchor and even then like a very small percentage of those people i think that there is a 
an inclination to catastrophize. And I understand this inclination as somebody with like a literal anxiety disorder. (laughs) I get it. But I also think it's understandable, you know, like we've been talking about, like this is this is a medium and a space that means a lot to a lot of people. I mean, this podcast exists. So clearly, you know, clearly we give a shit. But like, it really is okay. And I implore you, and maybe this is just good advice in general, uh, to just, if you are feeling a very big reaction to, to some kind of news like this, um, to like give yourself an hour and process it and embrace that you feel scared. And then try to stop yourself from catastrophizing. Uh, another piece of advice I would give is to bring this up to somebody who is not involved at all in <laughs> podcasting. Yes. And do all of that. Take an hour before you post on social media. Lessons from my therapist. <laughs> Much of the same way, it's probably best to go try to explain being dad to somebody who doesn't really use the internet before <laughs> you start writing that blog post. I have to How dare you invoke being dad on I this know. episode? I, in the same sentence, I said the word <laughs> blog, which has not been wow. relevant for quite some time. some time. I had to explain being dad to Zach last night because I put on my bim bam <sighs> and I knew he was going to be like, oh, new theme song. That's so weird. And I was like, I just, I... <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> let, me, let me let me jump in with some fear alleviation. Yes, um, please. My, yes. That, that might be helpful uh, as well. Always. So there is, and there always will be people out there who are concerned that my show is going to be impacted by this. And specifically, what that what I what they typically mean by be impacted by this is suddenly my podcast on Anchor is only going to be available on Spotify Premium, so my mm-hmm. mom yeah. can't listen mm-hmm. to it anymore. Right. Here's yeah. the reality. Spotify doesn't want exclusivity of your shitty show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, And so just kind of keep that in mind. There, there will be exclusive deals. I can promise you when, with this new Amazon and Wondery connection, which was the, one of the more recent ones that was announced, yes. once that happens, there is a very good chance that one or more Wondery-produced podcast either existing or in the future will only be available to subscribers of amazon prime that is quite likely to happen will it mean everything Uh i no i i will i will bet you it would won't mean everything it won't even mean most yeah in my opinion Mm -hmm. but yes that will happen just like Mm -hmm. spotify has shows that are only available to well right now they're only available on just spotify users but there's a good chance to be spotify premium kind of like the luminary deal all over again right that that is going to happen sirius xm will lock up content that's only available on sirius xm iheart will likely do that with some of their content exclusively available to premium members that's the way if you haven't watched tv in a while that's the way things are going (laughs) right But not everything and not most things, only things that are valuable enough to do that. So if you're afraid of that, there's probably no fear for you. But if that becomes enticing, then step up your game. 
make yeah. the kind of content, have the kind of ideas, get the people involved who really want to do something like that. Because who knows, maybe that becomes a lucrative deal. But again, we're talking, I'm talking a fraction of the total available podcasts that are out there. There's mm-hmm. still plenty of room for all of us to play at whatever level we want to, even with these acquisitions. And I mean, Absolutely. we've we've completely skipped over talking about Stitcher. Oh, um, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> but like uh, to this to this note that Evo has said, like a very good point. Um, Stitcher, of course, has this deal with Marvel, right, where they produce Marvel fiction podcasts uh, right. and those uh, live in the Stitcher premium world for X amount of time uh, before being released one by one into the public sphere. Right. And so and that's worked very well for them. They've produced two so far using that method. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three, the, sorry, the, three so far using that method. And the reason they have to window those is nobody pays for a Spotify premium account. So they need everybody else to listen to them. So I'm clearly being a little bit facetious, but. And it's, I mean, oh, go ahead, from, yeah. sorry, but from the perspective, like we've over the last 15 minutes, we've talked about over a decade worth of podcast acquisition stuff. Um, from the perspective of a person, because I, I was thinking about this independently, like a few days ago about like what the difference between what it was like to listen to podcasts when I started and what it's like now. Functionally, as a producer, you paste your new RSS feed into more windows. Yes. <laughs> and as a listener, you hear more ads not read by the hosts. And even then, most of these big companies, you don't have to do the pasting and what have you. They just like... Yeah, they just connect like Pinecast like, yeah, just auto-submits things to Spotify for me. Like, that's it just does it. Yeah. Yeah, I want to read a, a tweet from Morgan Gibbons that yes, please. Oh, yes, fully, please. fully encapsulates how I feel about this conversation. Uh, I'm sick of these big companies fusing two broke down audio Buicks <laughs> together as if, again, it's the equivalent of a Lambo. It's still just two janky Buicks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and there you go. I mean, I made that dig at Twitter earlier, but that's, I mean, they bought a live streaming company. And then proceeded to not integrate that into Twitter. So yep. when you click go live on Twitter, you have to download a completely separate and broken app. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's real bad. <laughs> so yeah. I think that... Um... Oh, go ahead. Did you I, was just, I wanted to like shift into a second takeaway here. Yes, please. Yeah. Because I think one of the things that, that we also want to encourage is that if you... Um, are feeling all of these things that we've talked about. If you feel like, yes, I do need to take that hour before I talk on social media about this, and you want to be in the conversation, um, and you want to be in the conversation either because it interests you or because, you know, it is salient, right, to the fact that you are working on a podcast and you're not, maybe you're not just doing it for fun and you don't really care because you're just doing your own little thing in your own little corner, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure that you're following industry news. And make sure that you're reading it and not just reading the headline. Yes. Um, make sure that you're listening to people who know what they're talking about, right? People who have been working in this industry for a really long time. Um, people who make it their jobs to know about what's happening in the industry. Um, like we've said, a lot of these things are not going to affect the average everyday podcaster. But if you want to be able to comment on these things, if you want to learn how to move in this space upward you have to you have to engage in it you have to read about it and listen to it mm-hmm. i i get very frustrated by people who like kind of 
blip in and out of paying attention to industry news or like they only pay attention to the really, really, really big stories. So mm-hmm. the stuff that gets in Vulture. Right. Yeah. And then and then try to the worst is when they try to lecture other podcasters, you know, or like there's sort of this like intellectual superiority complex that often comes with these things. And I think that that is disingenuous and also further gatekeeping. Um, and I think also often fear mongering. Yeah, um, absolutely. Fear mongering. It's, it's one of those like you have enough. You have enough information to be dangerous, but not enough to 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 know the things for real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, like we said early at the top of this episode, like who among us remembers that Megaphone used to be Panoply and that's just a year's difference. Right. Right. So like. <laughs> yeah. Historical perspective will certainly help on a lot of this. But uh, I also, you know, as the old guy in the room, I want to just make a point that that alone isn't enough. It's not yes. enough. Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a lot of new things that are happening that the old dogs in podcasting either aren't aware of or have poo-pooed because they've seen the two other versions of this fail over the last 16 years. Yeah, but right. just because they've failed previously, that really only means that the market wasn't right for it. Maybe it is now. So right. we'll see new things happen. So you can't just grab on to what one old dude says and say, well, he's poo-pooing it. I might as well ignore this thing. No, you need to listen to some smart new and upcoming voices who see the future, not just the past. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Big cosign on that. Big yes. cosign. I, I think it's very important to remember, like, yes, the past will inform you on how we have gotten to where we are, but knowing the past is not the same as being able to predict the future. Mm-hmm. Unless exactly. you are somebody who, like, literally that is your job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's pretty salient. Do we have any other takeaways uh, for this conversation? No, I think those are the two big ones. I'll give you one one thing that I think is a little weird. Yeah. When we talk about Amazon buying Wondery and Amazon doing all this stuff, why are we talking about Amazon? And and here's what I mean by that. Right now, podcasting is now a part of Amazon Music. Yep. Yes. Which is weird because we all remember when iTunes pulled it out, right? Now it was no longer. Now there's an Apple Music and there's an Apple Podcast. It's different. But now music's put in together, and that's probably because of Spotify. But the player that we mentioned at the top of the show that doesn't get talked about enough because they're not doing anything that makes no sense is that one app you can have on your phone that already contains a few hundred thousand spoken word titles that people are happy to pay money to get and listen to every single month. Why isn't this an Amazon? Excuse me, why is it Amazon? Why isn't it an Audible Audible. deal? Audible makes so much more sense and has made sense since 2008. It has made sense (laughs) for that to be connected to podcasting and they can't get it done nope yeah that is and wild. everybody everybody throws some side eye over there at, at google play music <laughs> <laughs> finally dead hooray By last ding dong the witch is dead <laughs> but if they if they are able to make that connection yep. i think if mm-hmm. Am, if, if the audible user out there would be much more likely to consume podcasting content than people who want the latest jay-z album does jay-z still make albums i don't know that's not I really um but yeah to me it <laughs> makes a lot more sense if they would just just be smart put this in that spoken word app because you know that's uh podcasting tends to be spoken wordy stuff let's let's do some more of that all right, Will, brace yourself for this segue. It's going to blow your mind. Okay. 
Ellie, uh, to your point about um, keeping track of industry news and like actually paying attention and listening to counsel from different people in the industry, if only there was someone in this call who had a show <laughs> that did exactly that. If, if only. Ellie, tell us about your show. <laughs> oh. Wait. Evo, tell us about your show. Oh, that was for no, me. No, it's right. you, Evo. <laughs> okay, got it. It's you, Evo. So, anyhow, yeah, I do a four times a week daily show. You know, it's, it's really daily, but I don't. I take off on Fridays because I'm an evolved human being, and I believe in the three-day work week. No, three-day weekend. I like three-day work week. No, to hell with it. It's going to go for three days from now on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> At the um, risk of pissing off Henry Ford's ghost. That's perfectly that. fine. He <laughs> can go ahead, and you, he can be any color of ghost as long as... Nah, I was going to make a segue that didn't actually work. So, uh, back where I was going with that. Yes, I do a show called Podcast Pontifications. It is only 10 minutes long, so there's no reason for you not to listen to it. And if you are a working podcaster, if you're doing a podcast for fun or whatever, it's great and fine, or you're making money with it, it's wonderful. But if you're in and making podcasting, you should be listening to this show, where other podcasts tell you how to do things and just cover the basics. I try and think of more of the things you should be thinking about. What is... In the news that we need to know about sometimes, what are just more esoteric, deeper thoughts that need all podcasters need to kind of ponder uh, around? So hopefully it leaves you with new, interesting things to think about in the world. And of course, you can get it at podcastpontifications.com. And where can people find you on social media, Evo? Mostly these days on the Twitters. It's mm-hmm. really about the only one I care about these days. So I'm at Evo Terra on Twitter. Well, of course, Clubhouse. We're going to rejoin and talk about this on Clubhouse. No? no I guess not. <laughs> uh, yeah, Fling me from the ramparts, Evo. <laughs> <laughs> at Evo Terra on the Twitter. Perfect. Ellie, what about you? Uh, yeah. Um, I also host a podcast. Uh which I have finally started actually introducing myself as. Yes, good. Instead of forgetting to put it in my bio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the host of Radio Drama Revival. Oh um, yeah, you are. Yeah, uh, which is a podcast where we showcase um, diverse, usually independent podcasts and then uh, fiction podcasts in particular, and then uh, interview the creators in a, another episode. Um so you can um, listen to that at radiodramarevival.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Showmark, that's S-H-O-M-A-R-Q, where you can find me shouting about podcasting, social justice, and my cat. Yes. She's a good Will cat. Williams. Oh! Tis me. You have new stuff and yes. old stuff to plug. Oh, yes. oh, my God, I do. Let's go for it. Okay, I have a lot to plug this time around. Uh, it is 2021. It's been five months, so That's I think true. you get a free pass. 2021 has been a, a big year for me so far. Uh, <laughs> it's literally five days in, y'all. Buckle in. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so I think I'm going to go... Okay. So the first thing is my... The new season of my fiction podcast, Valence, is dropping this upcoming Saturday, so the 9th, um, which you can find at uh, valencepod.com. This is our second season. I am sound designing it. I'm very proud of it so far. You can find the making of documentary about making Valence at scoringmagicpod.com, which has returned for, again, our second season. Um I am also the new managing editor of discoverpods.com, which is very exciting for me. So you can find exciting new work at discoverpods.com. 
And you can find me on Twitter at, at WillWWrites. That's W-I-L-W underscore rights. And Gavin, where can we find you and also T-Do? T-Do can be found on Twitter at TunedInDialedUp. Or you can find it at the uh, web browser address that makes complete sense. And we probably sh- should have made it this from the beginning and not something else. DialedUpPodcast.wordpress.com. Uh-huh. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. And this is this is the first time we've done this since I've changed it. Um, yes. I am at Gav Gaddis. And I moved all the pod report stuff over to at the pod report. So if you hear all my call to actions from every episode before because i'm not going to change those that's too much work yes uh that's why there's only like four tweets there (laughs) (laughs) since then i have started writing for the Simplecast blog on occasion Mm -hmm. and uh launched my own little fiction thing uh baldwin audio you can find that on twitter at baldwin works and uh, the big thing on the horizon for me is I will have a review of a book by a certain family later this month when the street date happens, which I need to double check because it turns out you can get arcs from huge publishing companies without signing an NDA. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they don't give you any actual information about the release embargo for that. Not a lick. Yep. Not, not a bit. <laughs> Well, thank you all for joining us. This was a great convo, and I'm always happy to have people on. This was this was good shit. It was this good was to good talk shit. to y'all. Okay. Thanks for inviting me. Yep. Tune in next month when we talk about <laughs> Bean Dad at length. God, okay. Get out, Gavin. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>